people realize even local and state elections, those are the people that are passing bills and making laws that are creating our rules. Improving voter turnout among the younger crowd is one of the goals. Do the research and look into what they're for and what they're wanting for the future of our country. In the Supreme Court's in session today, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's chair still empty. CBS legal analyst Theme Rosenbaum on what's in store. The first oral argument will involve a challenge to the Delaware Constitution which requires state courts to have a balance of Democratic and Republican judicial appointees. Astronomers have found more indirect evidence that we may not be alone in the universe. Researchers at Washington State University say there are two dozen planets that may have conditions more suitable for life on Earth. But you'll have to travel more than 100 light years away. The study published in the journal Astrobiology says these superhabitable planets are older, slightly larger, warmer, and possibly wetter than Earth. CBS's Lisa Mateo. That tropical depression in the Gulf has strengthened enough to have a name. Tropical Storm Delta could be a hurricane by the time it reaches the Gulf Coast late this week. This is CBS News. These days, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more, so we can all be at our very best. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, better nutrition and stronger immunity are essential. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and 38% more lutein, plus more folate and iodine too. All to help you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. These are no ordinary times. So why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. In engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas and see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. A known coronavirus super spreader partying on campus. KVAL's Olivia Young at the University of Oregon on its COVID crackdown. On Greek Row, you won't be seeing the kinds of big parties of years past. The University of Oregon Police Department is working with Eugene PD for enhanced party patrols to monitor off-campus gatherings. And the school is also cracking down on off-campus parties. If you get caught, you get kicked off campus. It's pretty as simple as that. Fraternity members telling me they're not going to risk it. We just don't want to be the instigators of more. You know, we want this to end just as much as the next person. And finally, he already has a knighthood under his belt, a chart-topping single, two books, a forthcoming feature film, and a special place in Britain's hearts. And now 100-year-old Captain Sir Tom Moore is to become the UK's oldest podcaster, launching his first series today. It's part of a national campaign to tackle loneliness among older people, which has worsened here during the COVID crisis. I'm Vicki Barker, CBS News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much.
For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to soyquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Or price could vary depending on your health issue and company and other factors. Not available in all states. today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer. Call Electronic Repair at 740-590-1677 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. What do you plan on watching the Athens legend and Heisman Trophy winner Joe Burrow and the Bengals play? Why not come to Brony's Bar and Grill located at the corner of Court Street and Carpenter Street in Athens? We have 13 TVs, a great food selection including the best wings in Athens, cold drinks, awesome daily specials, and a nice patio with a cool breeze. Catch Joe and the Bengals at Brony's Bar and Grill. Join us each week for Auto Smarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to Auto Smarts. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Tom Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's the Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. This is Ken Ryan. I'm running for probate and juvenile judge of Athens County. Since 1992, I've served Athens County in many ways. I've been a public school teacher for 12 years, government official and attorney for children, the elderly, and mentally ill. I've represented 115 children in juvenile court alone. After 28 years of service and more than 1,000 cases in probate and juvenile court, I've developed a level of experience that is unmatched in this race. Cast your vote for the experience choice. Paid for by Ken Ryan for judge. Integrated Services for Behavioral Health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations, believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, you know, the opportunities are endless. service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Uh, it's overcast out there. not very warm either 46 degrees and it's fall in southeast ohio another term autumn it's a monday also and the date is october 5th got a free-for-all Monday here on the party line. 
Good morning, folks. Welcome. It's, uh, I don't know, busy, busy, busy weekend. And, um, and yet the oddest feeling of not feeling like uh, I've accomplished much. <laughs> it happens once in a while, I guess. <laughs> Normally I feel like I have a whole list of things to do and I check them off and, and have a certain satisfaction, right? in uh like things got done but not this weekend anyway good morning it is october 5th um let's see 87 days left in this calendar year uh highlighting history not all that far ago october 5th 2005 defying the White House, senators voted 90 to 9 to approve an amendment sponsored by Senator John McCain from Arizona that would prohibit the use of cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment against anyone in U.S. government custody. They add here a reluctant President George W. Bush later signed off on the amendment. Okay, I don't remember this. But I'm surprised. Does that mean that prior to that we had different methods which would seem to be against our normal policies of how we treat people and think of people? Uh, must have been, or else they tweaked it. Do you remember this? It. I do not. I was trying to think along those lines as you were, you were reading that, but I do not. Well, that's, um, you know, I, I would have been in this chair at the time that happened. Uh, or I mean, on in the general period of time. Um, I don't know when I started this show, back in the 80s, I guess. But um, I just don't remember this at all. Well, it's significant, certainly. Um, and a reluctant President George Bush signed off on it. Reluctant. It, it, it's odd. And yeah, maybe, maybe there were some other things in that bill that, you know, how they always sneak in something else in bills yeah. at the very end of them. Maybe he saw something in there that he didn't like. Well, but. yeah, but but for the core yeah. of the bill, I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll just uh, leave it be, and maybe we'll dig into it later. Okay. Um. Anyway, that's our highlight in history today. Um. See birthdays. Barry Schwitzer, football coach, right? 
Yes. Oklahoma Sooners. 83. Oh, I skipped one. Glennis Johns, 97, actress. Um, boom, 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 boom. Steve Miller, the singer and musician, 77. Senator Cardin from uh, Maryland, 77. Karen Allen, the actress, 69. It's Cleve Barker, isn't it? Writer, producer, director, Cleve Barker. I don't think it's Clive. Anyway, 68. As I recall, it's Cleve. Astrophysicist, author, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Astrophysicist. We all know them, right? Sure we do. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he's uh, 62 today. Maya Lynn. Of Athens fame, right? Yes. 61. Designed the Vietnam Memorial, too, in Washington, D.C., And of course, the um, what's the term they use to de- uh, label that? Isn't it Centennial Park? Yeah, but it's there's some one more expression. Anyway, uh, across from the combo, that um, field with the elevated and in, in um, indented, indented. Thank yep. you. Uh, like the old computer cards, yeah, programming. In fact, that is what it was supposed to uh, emulate. Anyway, with a lot of keywords and phrases. Anyway, Maya Lynn. Um, now I lost my place. What did it say about her? Oh, sixty-one. Actor Daniel Baldwin, sixty. Mario Lemieux. Of hockey, 55. What else do I have here? This is always kind of a... Bicentennial Park. Okay. I think that's all I'm going to do. Although I should mention, as I typically do, the youngest person listed, uh, Jacob Tremblay, uh, an actor who's 14. All right. Well, uh, we need to talk about COVID a little bit. First, we'll do so without um, getting into... um, Politics, okay? I'll just leave it at that. So, the figures. I think you heard um, Rivers say earlier in the day that um, during his regular newscasts this morning, River Chalker from our news department, we have 829 cases now. 154 are active, which is also to say 591 are recovered. 29 at this point require hospitalization. 
29 of the 154 active cases. This is Athens County now. So, uh, that's Athens. Let's talk about the state. The state is up to 158,907. That's 1.4% of our state's population. Um, just, just for the record, there were 941 new cases yesterday. Uh, the last few days before it, there had been like 1,100, 1,400, 1,300, that sort of thing. But yesterday, 941. It, it often is that on the Monday report from Sunday, um, the number is a little bit less than the rest of the week. Okay, so once again, how many cases in the state? 158,907. Of those, 3,320 are in ICU environment. 12,437 are in um, a regular hospital setting. And at this point, we believe 817 of the cases are recovering at home. The death toll as of yesterday, it did not change from Saturday to Sunday. It was 4,925. But the figure I always think is important to remember that as we said, one, 158,907 caught it as of yesterday. But 137,408 have recovered. Right? So that's our daily there. We'll get into this a little bit more here shortly. Today is October 5th. It is a National Do Something Nice Day. Do you not... Um, how do I want to say this? I try to do something nice every day. Yep. Ditto. And it's not like just for my wife or just for here at the station is it can be it can even be several things um i try not only to do something nice but to say something nice well yeah every day and, and sometimes it's recognized without having been said sure but um well there's a, um, a person in our neighborhood that um is, um, how do I want to put it, um, maybe um, I'm trying to think of the politically correct term. Um, not fully developed in terms of 
of uh, mental capacity, okay? Something like that. I'm probably making it worse than it sounds. In any case, um, you know, we try to be kind to this person and, and helpful. And um, it is really appreciated by this person. And, um, I mean, there's times it can be a little awkward <laughs> because there aren't too many people doing that so she is very wanting of it right mm-hmm. and shows up periodically at unexpected times but anyway um, being a good neighbor can mean any number of things and whatever it means to you, think about if you could widen it just a bit. Anyway, so National Do Something Nice Day. It's also National Apple Betty Day. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds mm-hmm. like a food. What is it? It's, uh, well, it's like an apple cobbler, an apple oh. crumble. Oh, okay. Made with uh, oats. You bake the apples with oats and cinnamon and sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like something I'd enjoy. Uh, National Get Funky Day. Okay, <laughs> funky. Look up a, a just a straight definition for the word funky. funky. I'm curious what it, what. Uh, oh, who do we always talk to about uh, dictionary names? Um, Funkin no. Well, it used to be Funkin Wagnalls, yeah. Okay, there's one. The Ronan Martin used to refer to that. And then, and uh, Johnny Carson did too. But isn't there even a better known name for a dictionary? Oh, Webster's. Webster. Yeah. See what Mr. Webster has to say about (laughs) the word funky. Funky, as an adjective of music, having or using a strong dance rhythm, in particular that of funk. That had funk all over it, didn't I, it? I think uh, the only way you would understand it is to hear it. Yeah. And uh, maybe we will have a sample later on here. Yeah, simpler, uh, sim- similar meanings uh, to funky include groovy, bluesy, jazzy, and syncopated. I don't agree. I, I think those are much different. Now, it can also have a definition of strongly musty, as in a smell, as in a smell that has a funky smell to it. Uh, Oh, I see. Okay. Meaning like... Nothing to do with music or sound. No, no. Okay. Well, anyway, National Get Funky Day. We may have a sample of that yet. (laughs) National Child Health Day... National Consignment Day and National Rhode Island Day. Okay, so that's today. Now, since yesterday was Sunday and we didn't get to be here, National Go Day, G-O-E. Why is that? G-O-E? Yeah. Good question. What is G-O-E? National Go day, uh, it says. It sure didn't cut off any letters or anything. No. <laughs> uh, we'll go on while you're looking it up. National Taco Day, National Vodka Day, 
National Cinnamon Bun Day, and finally, National Golf Lovers Day. But National GOE Day. National GOE Day is, um, it looks like, the Sunday of the first full weekend in October. And it goes on to say it encourages us to, well, the screen keeps jumping here. Stop that. Encourages us to support safe spaces for healing and connection for those who have been victimized by abuse and trauma. The day focuses on healing, recovery, and providing resources that support overcoming these overwhelming obstacles in life. GOE, growth, overcome, empower. There we go, finally. I think um, they should spell it out. That would would be nice for growth, broadcasters. and empower. No, I mean for everyone. Well, yeah, that Otherwise, too. you'd just say, eh. It's GOE day. Growth, overpower. Growth, overcome. Overcome and empower. Empower, okay. yep. Well, once you find out what it is, it's important. Yeah. Okay, uh, anybody watch football this weekend? Uh, yes. Uh, I I meant it really as a joke because yeah. the Bengals, of yes. course. Uh, Athens' fascination in the Bengals um, <laughs> is warranted, and finally it happened. The Bengals and Joe Burrow's first NFL victory this season and Joe's first of many to come in his career. Final score was thirty-three to twenty-five, but it should have been a lot more than that because the Bengals, uh, well, they basically messed up themselves out of two touchdowns. Joey had two touchdown passes that were called. Well, one was ruled an interception because the receiver for the Bengals couldn't hold on to the ball. Big tight end couldn't hold on to it, and he had it in his hands, but uh, the defender ripped it away. And so the officials ruled it an interception. And another one uh, was called back because of a penalty. Uh, Bengals touched down. Uh, so it should have been, uh, well, 14 points on to 37 would be, you know, 47 to 25. So let's see here. Although the actual score was? 33 to 25. Okay. Yeah. Joe was uh, 25 of 36. That's incredible to me. You know, first, one, first of the year. Things, one of the things we've heard. 300 yards is uh, from various um, football um, authorities gurus uh, and each week we hear it more often the statement simply is Joe is the real thing right? yes indeed even after game one and game two. And yes. then, okay, and this is only going to get more said more often. He is remarkable. Yes, he is. I'll just go on record and say right now, you might as well, Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, clear out a spot for number nine of the Bengals. 
because uh, the way he's playing as a rookie, if they can keep him healthy. I was just about to say, don't, yep. don't, uh, don't go that far that's, with the Hall of Fame a, business. That's a big if. Because um, we don't want to jinx his health. No, we sure do not. He uh, passed for 300 yards. I believe that's the first time ever that an NFL rookie quarterback has passed for 300 yards in his first uh, three to four games. Um, you're talking about some great quarterbacks, you know, that played, I've mentioned before, Bradshaw, Brady, Marino, Rodgers. You uh, know, on my, and on. You can go on and on. Unitas. My parents, um, you know, folks, once in a while we talk about Aura Anderson. Well, as I was growing up, Andy Anderson, as I knew him, and Harriet were my parents' very close friends. So they would come over for dinner and stuff like that in in Columbus. When when they lived in Columbus, and my parents, of course, lived in Columbus. The Nicholas family, as in Jack Nicholas, um, his parents. Um, now, where was I going with this? This... Um, Oh, Woody and Ruth Hayes were very close friends of my family. There's a picture of me sitting in the Highlight restaurant being bounced on Woody's knee <laughs> as like a real small tyke, right? Yeah. After a game. Wayne Woodrow Hayes. Okay, so where I'm going with this let me see if I can get my thoughts back together here. Oh. What he used to say something, and, and you will remember it better than I will once I get you clued in on where it's going. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> there's, there's only... There's three things that can happen when you pass the ball, and two of them are bad. I think it was something to that effect. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Okay, help me with that. Well, the the interception is one, mm -hmm. and then... Uh, incompletion. Yeah, incompletion, yep. The third one is a completion. Mm -hmm. And um, so his teams, as I recall, and that's years ago, of course, uh... Passing was a bit unusual. Yeah. They'd rather just rough it out on the ground. Three yards and a cloud of dust. Yes. Now. That was another one of Woody's favorite sayings. I remember it. So. Um, the game has surely changed over the years. Oh, yes. And... I don't know what what, do you, what other kind of changes could take place. I I don't even yeah, know it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, that remains to be seen. I mean, we've seen the hurry up offense uh, be initiated. I don't know how many years ago, where teams focus on running a certain amount of plays. They have a threshold number. They think if they they can run. X amount of plays during a game, they'll have a pretty good chance to win. Um, you know, teams were 
at one point running 40 to 50 offensive plays a game. Now they're up into 70, 80 plays per game with that hurry-up offense, which that means they have no huddle before they run a play. They just get right back up mm-hmm. to the line and, and go and try to catch defenses off guard. Now, let, me, let me ask here. In today's world of communications and electronics and things like that, uh, of course, uh, for years now, we've had the uh, sideline coaches uh, connected by um, communications gear up to coaches that are sitting up in the press box uh, where they have a different view, and uh, they communicate back and forth. Is there any provision that allows that radio signal to be sent to a player on the field oh yeah the quarterback quarterback has headphones the quarterback basically has headphones in his helmet quarterbacks are the only ones that are permitted in the nfl that is now that didn't used to be correct that is correct when did they add that oh that's been i want to say five six seven years ago probably they instituted that but, yeah, when they used to have big crowds there, you would frequently see a quarterback putting his hands over the ear holes of his helmet to be able to listen better to what was being transmitted to him by the offensive coordinator or whoever was calling the plays. Okay. But you see a little green sticker on the back of every quarterback's helmet that indicates that they are wired for that sound but if you notice no there was a time when it wasn't permitted correct and um so somehow or other in the last few years as it has been allowed i i didn't know about that yeah the old days they they would send a play in with a a lineman yeah running back and forth a lineman would run in tell the quarterback what play or there was actual like sign language from the sidelines and then the uh, the lineman would run out after the play, and another run, another one would run in. They would call those messenger guards. It was usually a guard on the line that took the message in. Then he'd run back out. Those guys had to be in pretty good shape. Run in, run out. Sure. Run in, run a play, run out. Well, let's see here. Um... But yeah, another great performance from Joe. Poised, composed, incredible composure throughout the entire game. He didn't get hit as much yesterday. Now they're going to have a tougher game this Sunday as they travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Ravens are one of the uh, top teams in the uh, AFC. So should be a good one. One o'clock, and uh, I believe that game, uh, hmm, CBS I want to say. Yes, CBS, 1 o'clock Sunday. Now, let's talk about Ohio University. Okay. Um, I got some sort of notification here last week sometime saying they're going to resume football. Yep. Or, or start football for the season. Yep. And that they're going to have, um, I don't know if they're... If they're whatever the percentage is, 10% of the stadium can be used or 15%, something like that. 
and so general seating is not going to be available um i guess what you call walk up correct um no fans well i got the feeling that if you had reserve seats nope 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 well then how are they going to put 15 percent of uh full in it well i don't think that is on the table now because the last communique i saw was uh no fans and they're going to try to make provisions for within protocol obviously within health guidelines for cheerleaders dance team support staff and i think that's it so i don't know of any update on any fans the last report i saw from the mac was no fans okay. in attendance. Well, whatever it is, it'll be nice to get some Ohio football in action. Yeah, like we talked about last week, uh, with us being the flagship station on our sister station, Power 105, uh, that will be of more importance for folks to be able to follow the Bobcats on Power 105. Sure. So uh, between our streams and IMG streams, that is, and, and um, of course, our live broadcasts. Uh, we'll do our very finest to uh, finally bring you a football season. Well, history. Let's see. Historical events on this date. Uh, let's see. This is for October 5th, which today is... So I've got the right one. In 1789, the French Revolution, Women of Paris march to Versailles in the march on Versailles to confront Louis XI about his refusal to promulgate the decrees on abolition of feudalism, demand bread, and have the king and his court move to Paris. I think you had to be there. <laughs> 1813, the Battle of Thames in uh, Canada, where the Americans defeated the British. 1864, most of Calcutta destroyed by a cyclone. 60,000 people died. 1978, over 30 major nations ratify the Environmental Modification Convention, which prohibits weather warfare that has widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects. Okay, picture time. Uh, Chester Arthur. Chester Arthur was a U.S. president. Are you kidding me? I am not. How did I not know this? Let's 1829 see which... to 1886, his life. He was born on this date. Yeah, I just looked him up. He was the 21st president from 1881 wow, to man. 1885. Man, am I feeling stupid. I do not remember this name in the role of presidency, period. 
to uh, Dave Dayton, my history teacher back at Worthington. I apologize, man. <laughs> okay, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. 1902, this date born. Died in 1984. He was the founder of McDonald's. I can do that without looking it up. And also the founder of the San Diego Padres Major League Baseball team. He and his wife, Joan Kroc, bought the... Padres when they were an expansion team I believe right around 1968 was when the Padres began playing as a Major League Baseball team. Kate Winslet um, today's her 45th birthday. Let me back up. Ray Kroc bought the rights to McDonald's. I remember now that somebody else started that franchise in California and then he bought the rights to that Listen, any way you want to look at it, he made it what it is. Exactly, yes. He was the man. Okay, Kate Winslet, actress, right? Yes. And she's 45 today. Okay, here's another one. Robert H. Goddard. That's so familiar to me. Oh, I yeah. want to say science. Rocket scientist. Yeah, okay, I'm right. Yeah, the Goddard Space Center, named Eight, after him. 1882, born on this date, died in 1945. Two famous deaths to mention. Charles Cornwallis. Died on this date in 1805. And uh, he was uh, also known as the Earl Cornwallis and was a British Army general. And then another one far more recent. Steve Jobs. Oh, yes. Born in 1955, died in 2011 on this date. Of course, we know him as, wasn't he the founder of Apple? Uh, among them, yes. Yes. All right. Well, uh, President Trump, since we last met, uh, was it was announced that he has and his wife uh, con- contracted COVID-19. They tested positive. Um... Let's see here. Um, You know, they or he was taken to um, Walter Reed via helicopter. Um, He's been, um, he's being treated there. One of these um, medications that has been uh, is being tested has been used on him. I assume Melania too. Um, let's see. The president made a surprise outing from his hospital bed. 
I guess yesterday, in an effort to show his improvement. But the murky and shifting narrative of his illness was rewritten again with grim new details. Now, the next paragraph here, it says, Trump's treatment suggests severe COVID-19. Many of the measures cited by his doctors are reserved for patients severely affected. And of course, then now you got people out there saying, well, is he getting special treatment? Or is he getting the same treatment as if he were just anybody? And... I, I I understand the desire to try to create some negatives here, but I'm not sure this is the right time for it. Um, anyway, it's something we're watching very closely. I think the last we heard, he may be released today. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, is uh, Melania also in that situation, or do we know? Uh, she is not at Walter Reed, from okay. my understanding, that she apparently does not have a, a, a severe case. You know, it's serious so anyway, no matter what. Being treated at home. Yeah, at the White House, okay. yeah, too. And I understand that even with the president going to the White House, or what I've heard on CBS News, that the White House is kind of like a fully staffed, you know, a, a hospital area there too, much like an intensive care uh, area would be in a hospital. The White House has the same thing and has had mm-hmm. the same thing for years, mm-hmm. you know, to treat uh, previous presidents right. and future presidents. It's not just because of this happening, but uh, they have the, the best treatment available there too. But apparently she doesn't have as severe of a case. Uh, of course, she's younger than the president. Actually, the president kind of made a lighthearted comment about that yesterday about her being a few years younger than him. But uh, President Obama uh, sent out something too, uh, kind of alluding to what you said just a moment ago about now this n- not being a good time for negative comments, but uh, the president, President Obama, sent his well wishes to the president and first lady and uh, says, you know, it's not, basically not a time for that because we are all all human. Well, most of us. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why I said that. I don't either. It doesn't matter. I don't know Um, where where you were going with that one. (laughs) Just, just allowing for some doubt. Um... (laughs) All right. Well, I think uh, with all of this um, negative stuff, and I I don't want to be silly, but uh, the Art Turf Show, we got to air it. So um, bear with us here. It's only uh, four or five minutes in length, right? (laughs) Bear with us. I-N-E-P-G, in its track, two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? 
Turf on our last program talking about your game with RSVP. Rock Slide Vermont Polytechnic. Boy, them boys have got a real fine ball tank. 57 to nothing loss uh, for the Oysters in that ball game, and I know you had to be disappointed in not putting any points on the board. What with your, your new offense, well, I understand your new quarterback. Well, you win some and you lose some. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Your new quarterback, Berger, had a little bit of a tough time in his first start. Well, that's right. He spent a lot of time on the ball field, uh, uh, literal. I mean, they, they really pasted him up good. They was blitzing him. They was red-dogging him. And he, he spent a lot of time on the seat of his pants. But your defense uh, must not have played too well either, giving up 57 points. And you had a new uh, defensive scheme for this game, didn't you? Well, you know, that's all my fault. Uh, you know, the fact that we didn't do too good on offense and didn't do too good on defense. You know, a new quarterback, the boy named Berger, spent a lot of his time in his own backfield, piled up with them defensive boys on him. And that's because we took one of our star offensive linemen, uh, Gap Gibson, and moved him over to defense. We was trying something new on defense, too. We was thinking that uh, me and Crush Cromar, our linebacker coach, we figured that they had such a good running game, such good running backs on their ball team that we ought to put in another running uh, back stopper, another linebacker in there. So instead of regular old three linebackers like we regular have, Mike, Sam, and Willie, the Smith brothers, we was going to put old Gap Gibson at linebacker. He was used to coming up against them big boys on, on offense. We figured we'd put him in on defense and have him come up against them big boys on offense. But it didn't work. Unfortunately, RSVP was able to just roll up the score on you. Well, they wasn't the answer, that's for sure. I mean, uh, they, they uh, piled up some points, and they piled up some yards, and they piled up some first downs, and it was, it was a real avalanche out there. Now I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Coach Art Turf Show brought to you by McDonald's. Uh, Coach Turf and a 57 to nothing loss. Sometimes there aren't many positive things to say. We're well, sometimes there is, but this ain't one of them times because we did have a real bright spot in the ball game. I'm talking about good old Shank Wedgman. You remember him from the golf team. Right. He's your uh, putter this, this uh, year, isn't he? Well, that's right. You know, he was back there. This is his first year on the football team. We made a punter out of that boy, and it seemed like every time I looked up, I was either seeing old Chuck Berger, the quarterback, sitting down on his patootie, or I seen uh, Shank Wedgman booming one out of there on fourth down. So your putter had a good kicking average for the game. Well, that's right. He was, of course, he was in there on enough plays. He should have done a good job. Coach, I think you had a special promotion in connection with the RSVP game, Key Night, I believe. Well, that's right. Everybody would uh, come into the ball game to see that fine ball game. We give them a key, and then at halftime we draw it out a winning key, and the winner gets to drive our 19 and 37 Packer around for a whole week. Who was the winner, Coach? Well, that's uh, interesting, and I'm glad you asked me that question because the winner of the driving around the Packard for a whole week, you won. So here's here's the keys. Be sure and have them back 6 o'clock Friday and have a blast. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> crazy. Just crazy. <laughs> he spent a lot of time, that quarterback, Chuck Berger, spent a lot of time on his patootie in that last game versus RSVP. <laughs> what can I say? 
Oh, Shank Wedgman, he got a lot of punts in. <laughs> <laughs> we have about six minutes remaining. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What else should we share? High school football in the news. Oh, what what did I miss? Coming up, well, the final regular season games happened this past weekend with a shortened season. And now, basically, the like they have the state basketball tournament, it's basically the state football tournament. So there are a couple local teams, I think, who opted out of the uh, state playoffs, one being Alexander, I think, Federal Hockey. High schools both opted out. <clears throat> Why would that be? Um, I, I, uh, it could be, it could be a, a combination of things that they didn't want to travel to other areas uh, that, that may be experiencing COVID issues. Uh, they may not feel like their teams are prepared for that. Uh, maybe they're having their own internal health issues uh, as well. But uh, you know, they the coaches voted. Uh, they had the opportunity. Each school this year had the opportunity to participate in the state playoffs. Um, now, you know, some teams may not want to play because they don't feel like they could compete so that well. Friday night, uh, the square-offs were between... Athens and Nelsonville, York. Okay. And Nelsonville, York won 36-6. to And then Alex played, right? Uh, let's see... I'm not seeing a score okay. for, uh, yeah, here we go. Yes, they did. They played, uh, they hosted Megs and were defeated 12 to 6. Okay. And uh, the to Bulldogs. To your knowledge, are the Bulldogs going to participate in postseason? Yes, play? they are. They play at Western Brown High School this Friday. The Western pairings were, Brown. were yeah, it's it's towards uh, Hillsboro. Oh, okay. It's, it's very... Well, I guess I want to say east uh, of just the ways of Hillsborough, about an hour and a half from here. Okay. Go down 32 and take 124 over. Takes you right by it. <laughs> okay, uh, now. Trimble got a buy. They're the number one seed in the region in this area for their division. Now, as you know, some divisions are much larger than the other one, so there's a lot of different seeding possibilities that are going on, but Trimble got a bye uh, the first game. Uh, as I mentioned, the Bulldogs will play at Western Brown. Nelsonville York received a bye. Uh, as I mentioned, Alexander, I believe, opted out. And uh, let's see, Megs will host Oak Hill, it looks like. And now today is National Funky Day. It is. Okay. Now. <clears throat> With that in mind, I asked you <laughs> to select a song that was funky. Something funky. Okay. And um, and you did. <laughs> yep. So, uh, folks. Happy Funky Day. <laughs> Thank you. 
some additional funky tunes for the week. Year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. All right, be careful out there. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Vicki Barker in London. President Trump's responding to treatment for COVID-19 and may be going home today. The doctors will make a uh, decision on whether to uh, discharge him uh, later today. We're still uh, optimistic. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows on Fox News. A number of doctors have expressed anger, even disbelief, over Mr. Trump's surprise drive-by for supporters outside Walter Reed Hospital yesterday. Among them, CBS's Dr. David Agus. I've had two patients that have died in a hospital and couldn't be near their family with this virus. Yet he's allowed to leave the hospital and go into a car with other people when he's known positive. There does appear to be something inappropriate here. Fifteen days after the White House ceremony seen as the source of the outbreak. As the list of infected people connected to the event increases, the White House still hasn't asked the CDC for help. With contact tracing, a federal official tells CBS 